Alex, do you know any scary stories? Uh, not not really. Do you? All right, all right. I'll tell a scary story. Once upon a time, there were there was a there was a, a small country of about. It's a very very small country. Is about only had about three hundred and thirty million people in it. Okay, and. There was a plague that befell the country, and they were trying to uh, get rid of that while there was some type of election going on to decide who would lead the country. And the choices that we had for this this uh, election to see who the new leader would be was a very tough choice because both of the uh, potential leaders were just so great. They were like the best possible leaders that we could have Mm. and they were very relatable and very youthful and not out of touch at all i see and this plague that befell the land was very uh hard on the election because a lot of people did not want to physically go and vote for the election so they thought of other ways to do it like mailing in votes or finding some other maybe deferred way or electronic way. There's a lot of theories going around. And one man decided that he would try to talk to the leaders about a possible way to settle this. And it became quickly very clear that the two leaders would not come to an agreement or, or even acknowledge the other one as leader in the event that it was over. So he decided maybe they could have a foot race, but he went to go talk to the leaders and he realized they're in their 70s. They haven't ran anywhere in over 40 years. And basically, um, that's where we're at now. Oh. But, but uh, I don't know. I don't know any ghost stories. How are yeah. uh, how are things how are things going? Oh yeah, this is this is midnight climax. By the way, we don't do intros anymore. We're too cool for that. We do we do cold opens only. Um, I'm Ryan. This is my co-host Alex, hey. and we are fighting against the clock right now because this is this episode is supposed to come out in a few hours. We'll we'll see if it gets there, but we're gonna we're gonna try. Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, not much, man. Uh, tonight, uh, after recording, uh, I'm gonna get my run in and. Uh, I'm uh, gonna be uh, packing for a business trip. I'm uh, I'm actually headed uh, to where Ryan is in uh, Delaware. Uh, That's right. You're coming to my some, neck uh, of the woods. Some newsy stuff in Delaware. It's not like there's any major news events happening in the first week of November, you know, in the United States. But uh, I'll be there for some all. for some reason. I will be there in the state of Delaware. Yeah, there's there, there's nothing special going on. Um, we're doing strictly. We're just we're just trying to. Uh, we're, we're just going to just minor like super spreader events and stuff like that. Just regular, just just youthful stuff. You know, stuff that just young guys do. Yeah, my main goal will be to not catch uh, the virus, uh, and uh, maybe not get shot in the eye at a protest. That could potentially happen. Who knows? Maybe I, you would I know highly better. doubt that. You 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 and I talked about this a little bit, but. I really doubt that if there's anywhere that's going to go 
crazy and violent in the event of really any outcome of the election. I don't think Delaware is going to be the first one. I think, uh, well, I mean, knock on wood, but I think we're like relatively tame. And I mean, we're we're definitely loud and annoying, just like every other state. But I've I've covered protests before. I've covered protests before. I've been to Chile to cover the the Chilean anti-government protests. And uh, I was just going through crowds and stuff. I wasn't wearing, I wasn't given any protective gear. Uh, When I went there in the weeks prior, there were like, Something like uh, over over a hundred people, maybe two hundred people, had lost eyes and uh, had lost sight in one or both eyes. Lost and I had eyes? gone there. They've lost sight in one or both of their eyes. Is this from like guns or like from rubber bullets? Or... Basically, rubber bullets. So, so they were oh, getting so shot in the <laughs> eye with <laughs> with rubber bullets. So so the military police doesn't fuck around, I guess. So yeah, they were just shooting in the eye, and um, <laughs> I had gone there as soon as I got there. Like there was some the command from the government that's like, hey, stop shooting people in the eye. And um, but, yeah, I had gone there without any protection. And I was like, yeah, uh, I'm going to be talking to these protesters. But as soon as I see the cops, uh, I'm going to stay far away because uh, I, I didn't I don't get paid enough to lose an eye, you know. But right. Yeah. Um, I I don't want to go too into uh, details, but I also have some minor work experience with protests and i can tell you that they're not they're not great um i mean the majority of all of them are just it's like a very small minority of just like really crazy people and then most of them are just like very loud people and the loudness i don't mind it's just as long as everyone just keeps their hands and feet to themselves and keeps all their pipes at home and all their guns and knives in a secured location but otherwise i mean if they're gonna do it i guess it's their right to have some type of peaceful legal protest. I mean, I'm whatever you gotta do, man. But um, so you're you're coming down to the hub of democracy, which is Newcastle, Delaware. No, actually, um, I found out I'm going to be in. I think I might be in Wilmington, Delaware. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I was trying to tell you before, but the whole area is within like ten minutes of each other, so yeah. it doesn't really matter where your hotel is. But you're there. It's like Newark and Newcastle and. Wilmington is all like within like New Ark, Delaware. There's like a Newark, yeah. New Jersey, well, that's the other New thing. New Ark, Delaware. There's in in Jersey they call it Newark, and in, in Delaware they call it Newark. Like it's no no like one Noah's calls Ark. it Nark. Nark in Jersey. No, no, it's Newark. It's it's either think, Newark or Newark, but not Nark. Who says Nark? It's Newark. 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 Yeah. Newark. Nork. If people say Nork, I mean Nork. I don't. Know, Nork sounds like four. They pronounce it N O R K. Nork. Nork. I don't know. I, I guess maybe there is different pronunciations I wasn't <laughs> aware of. But I've always said I don't know. For some reason, I always said Newark. Like I've always pronounced the new Newark. But then there's Newark. Well, I, I mean, I think you're pronouncing it like phonetically. Which you, you're you're probably the right one out of the out of the three pronunciations, but. <laughs> we only talk about the most exciting shit on our podcast. We, I can go on this for hours, but I think, uh, <laughs> I guess it's up for debate. But um, what else is going on this week? Oh, we had some Halloween festivities. You got anything crazy? You do any, uh, anything spooky? Uh, Halloween was uh, pretty chill for me. I uh, actually went to New York City, um, went to Harlem where I used to live. and um, To Harlem? Well, yeah, so my my brother has his really fancy camera, uh, very expensive, 
and I have this very much less expensive camera, but still a DSLR. And um, basically, we got to take pictures. And my brother's camera is super cool and takes really good pictures. And uh, my camera is like, meh. But uh, we had fun. Uh, he took some pictures of me. Uh, I have really old pictures. So I wanted to update my photos and, you know, get some, some stuff for the uh, current season. And uh, I think I look good in the pictures. I think he did a good job. Got to be uh, festive. Do you take pictures in, in, in costumes? Oh, no, I took a picture in regular clothes, but uh, uh, it was really nice. So basically, like, I drove to where I used to live in Harlem, and uh, finding parking in New York City is pretty shitty, but for some reason, like, right across the street, there was an open parking. So we really locked down on the parking. Uh, I got to, we got to walk around. I got to show my brother, like, where I used to live. Uh, it's a really nice area, honestly, like uh, Upper West. Uh, right. You know, basically, I spent the one twenties in the west side. I, I've, yeah, I, I I think I've only really passed through. I haven't spent any time there, but that's good. That's good. Um, you dress up at all? You go to anything crazy? You don't go to some super super spreader parties? Did go to a party. Um, one thing actually, still on Harlem, that uh that I did, which I think was pretty interesting, was um, before um before I left Harlem, I uh. I noticed that I never said bye to my cleaners. So uh, when I used to live in Harlem, dry cleaners? my dry cleaners. So that, I wear suits very, and shirts to work. It's a very tight bond between a, a man and his dry cleaner. You know, you know, you never really notice it, but it's like a barber. You know, it's even more than a barber. I mean, because you see them more often than a barber, but for less time. So I guess it's comparable. But uh, I would go to them, only them, because all the other dry cleaners in the area sucked. And they were really cool guys. And uh, I'd bring them my suits and my shirts. And every time we'd, we'd be there, we'd talk. We'd have small talk. I knew them. They knew me. Uh, right. As you then do. when I moved, I never said bye, you know, and that was over a year ago. So when we're walking back to my car, we're done with the photography. My brother's hungry. We're going to go home. And uh, I said, hey, one second. I don't know when I'm going to come back to this part of Harlem again. So... We're going to go there, and I'm going to tell them that, you know, I just didn't say bye. You're going to check in to to tell them you're still alive? Yeah, so basically I walk there, and I see one of the guys I knew, and I said, oh, hey, man. And he didn't recognize me at first, so I took off my mask, and uh, he sees my face, and he's like, oh, it's you. And I said, yeah, man, you know, I never really said bye. I just moved, but I wanted to let you know that, you know, I, I moved, and I'm still alive. I didn't die. Because I'm just thinking, like, if you see somebody every day, like a, a regular customer, and they suddenly, like, disappear, you probably wonder if they're still alive or yeah, I figure they any, just don't like, want to come here anymore. Or, like, storefront business. Like, anytime someone leaves, that's the last time you've seen them alive until you're, like, a witness on the next, like, episode of Law & Order. They're <laughs> like, yeah, when's right? the last time so-and-so is here? And then they always expect them to have, like, an amazing memory. Like, it's not, like, New York City. So, like... I don't know, just saying that, and he's like, oh, yeah, John. So one of the guys, John, is like, John's always asking about you. He's saying, oh, where'd he go? Uh, because we see you all the time. But, uh, yeah, he, like, checked in my la- he checked my last check-in, and he's like, oh, yeah, the last time you were here was in July of 2019. And Jesus. And I was like, wow, over a year that I haven't been to you guys. 
But, so they're uh, like, you probably caused COVID. <laughs> That's probably, like right? a very specific amount of time. Like, yeah, July, you got a bunch of dry cleaning done. You took a quick trip to China for some reason. And then by the time you came back, the world is ending. Yeah, maybe, right? Anyways. You, you did your last business trip. It just felt, I don't know, it felt like the right thing to do. I don't know. If you're listening and you live somewhere and you're going to be moving from that place, tell your barber or <laughs> tell sure, like your dry make cleaner. Make sure you say goodbye Let them know you're individually moving. to every every business you go to. Say goodbye to the people. Like I did that once in. Um, so when I was in Japan, I had a I had a chicken guy who used to make a, you know, chicken skewers for me. Yeah, and so you have to chicken guy. So the chicken guy, right? So I was like, I was underage. <laughs> I was like nineteen years old. The drinking age is twenty, but he would still serve me alcohol, and I think. He never really knew my age, the chicken age but I look kind of young anyway. But anyway, I just went there and we were talking everything. And then eventually I was leaving. And so me and my girlfriend at the time, we like to be like, we like to troll people and do like weird shit. So we were leaving and we we're like, basically she was moving from that place. I, I got a new apartment and I was going to say, hey, man, you know, we always go to your shop and everything. I wanted to say bye. But what we did was, so she took a picture of me on, I don't know, some camera. And we printed that out at a convenience store because you can do that. And then I signed the picture on the back and I wrote him a letter on the back of the picture. I was like, you know, thank you for for always serving us good chicken. And You sent him a conversation. picture of yourself? So I gave him. So when I saw him, I'm like, hey, I'm leaving. But here's a picture of myself <laughs> with a letter on the back. <laughs> That's so, a love story. That's, that's what that is. So I gave him a picture of myself. I'm like, yeah, here's a picture of me so you can remember me. And <laughs> I gave him a picture that's of myself. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you, you gave another grown man a picture of yourself. He's going to show up outside your door with like a radio in the rain just <laughs> crying. <laughs> well, yeah, man. I don't know. Just just say goodbye to people. You know, people, people don't in your life. Don't give pictures of yourself like a weirdo. Don't listen to that. That's all the people Alex in the neighborhood disagreed with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, don't don't give them pictures of yourself. I mean, unless unless you're cool like that. You I did it. I did it just to troll. Headshot. I did it to troll. It was, oh, now I was it's like, a trolling yeah. move. You gave him a professional autographed headshot, and now it's a trolling thing. I like it. I, 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 I don't know. I, I think you just got to just 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 rock with it. I, I like that idea. I'm going to start doing that. I had a you know I had a friend of mine and he said for his for uh for people's birthdays he gives them like photos of himself and he said yeah whatever he's a cool guy like i don't know he's i think he's an influencer on instagram like he's got all this shit happening he's like yeah for my birthday i give people photos of myself signed <laughs> and it was so it's just really funny like i don't you know, know. So, you know it's a fun thing i'm gonna start doing at parties once parties are a thing again I'm going what? to go to like, I don't know, like a Kmart or a Walmart and buy like a ton of like really cheap like picture frames. And yeah. then I'm going to go print out pictures of myself. And then anytime I go out somewhere, I'm just going to leave a framed picture of myself somewhere in their house. Without, not, don't tell anyone. Don't say anything. Just, just start like, just, just put up a picture, so they they don't see it. They don't really even notice it until like a week later. They're like, is that a, is that a picture of Ryan just in my house? 
and I think that's a I'll great be like wearing idea. like a nice sweater. I'll, I'll be wearing my fall attire. I'll be with the cats or something. It'll be nice. Festive. I I really like the energy behind that idea. I think like that's a great it's idea. Wholesome. That's that's good vibes right there. That's like very good vibes. You just go to people's house and leave a picture of yourself. I don't know. I mean, if I had a house party and you left a picture of yourself, I would be surprised. But I would see I would see the the idea behind that, and I'd be like, "Damn, man, that he really went to the trouble to do that." And uh, I don't know. I'd yeah, appreciate it. It's just like a nice, kind, creepy prank to do on someone. You know, I like it. Yeah. But um, did you dress up for your party? Oh yeah. So I went to the. One of my friends has, like, we just went to his house, and uh, we were going to, like, I don't know, we, we, it was a really, it wasn't even a party, it was a small get-together, four people, we had wine and uh, reminisced, and uh, after that, we went home. It was very boring. I mean, it was it was fun in the sense of, like, being with your buddies, but, like, it wasn't, like, a crazy all-out party. It was a very adult and uh, calm night. Well... I went to, it wasn't on Halloween specifically, but over the weekend, I went to Delaware's own, uh, basically a gem of the state. It's called uh, Frightland, which is like, I don't know what I could compare it to. It's kind of like Fright Fest, I guess, at Six Flags. So basically, there's like like this big cornfield that they put some haunted houses in. They put like a haunted hayride in. And... It was, it was, it was, it's very, uh, this is like the COVID era. So it was very like professionally done. Everyone had masks. Everyone had like, uh, social distancing. They made us all stand very far apart, but it's very, I I, I think, I mean, I, I don't know how scary those things are supposed to be, but I feel like it would be a lot more scary if I wasn't like six foot six and like tall and goofy because Anytime you're in one of these, like, little, like, walking through one of these, like, cramped, like, haunted house things, um, the ceilings are always very low because there's always, like, weird stuff hanging from the ceilings and it's supposed to be, like, a cramped place on top. So, like, from from the get-go, I was just, like, looking at my feet the entire time to try to make sure I didn't, like, trip and die. So, there were, like, people, like, jumping out at me randomly and (laughs) I didn't have, like, the genuine... (laughs) reaction of to like be scared because I'm, I'm like looking at my feet so if someone jumps up behind you in the dark you're just like oh okay all right um i'm lost can you help me out i'm like anytime, <laughs> some, guy, anytime some guy jumped out at us we we're like okay can you tell me where to go now um which way the exit is i'm trying to get through this little maze but i can't i can't see in front of me so then they would start like be saying like all this like crazy stuff like ah, i'm gonna kill you or whatever but eventually like when you're not moving and you can't really <laughs> you're like holding up whatever like this socially distant line is they're like okay just you want to stay to the left and keep your hand on the wall and try to go this way i'm like all right thank you zombie man i appreciate it i was and, gonna say like I was, kinda, I was like do these places have like guys that try to scare you because like honestly like you being six foot six and everything like Who's gonna scare so you? So it's like it's like half and half. So there's like these like animatronic things that'll like make moves and stuff like that, and kind of like uh, go back and forth and make these like little animations, like they're gonna jump out at you. And that's like half of it. But the other half of it are like paid actors, and they are all like done up in like movie quality, like makeup and costumes and stuff like that. They're dressed up as like serial killers and clowns and 
witches and I don't know, like scary, bloody guys and stuff like that. But mind you, once again, this is like the COVID age. So they're all, they're, they're, for, first of all, I should, I should say, I don't want to like throw any shade on them. They were very professional. They were all like wearing masks. They were all like, they would like break character to tell us to like stand further apart, <laughs> which was very nice. But um, since they were all wearing masks, like there was at one point we were on this uh, haunted hayride type thing. And if you weren't like looking directly at people, um, that's like the best opportunity to get scared because they can like sneak up behind you or like reach over and try to like grab at you and stuff like that as you're like driving by in this little tractor thing. But at the same time, they're all like wearing these like these like uh like kind of like COVID masks on top of their regular like face paint and masks and other stuff like that. So sometimes it will, will kind of like fit with the. Uh, like the theme of the costume sometimes kind of wouldn't but it's whatever so, so i was they, gonna they say like, like the like best that. thing to be would be like a mummy because your face is covered anyway oh yeah there were there were some mummies and stuff like that but you can tell like some of them were not really used to the mask which is fine but they would jump out and they try to like trash talk like ah, i'm gonna cut you up or ah, i'm gonna do whatever but it really sounded like and i'm like i'm sorry what what i'm like oh my god that's I'm, I'm sure that's very scary, sir. And the, the tractor would just keep driving, and it would just like leave them standing there, yes. like yes, you like from Kenny six from feet Park. away. You are you are going to threaten my life from six feet right, away right. from me. Right. It'd be more scary if they just just threatened to sneeze on me or something. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, like <laughs> I'm having trouble breathing, and I'm going to cough. <laughs> but like I said, no knock to them. It, like I said, it was very professionally done. They're very good about it it was it, i mean as far as scary things go in my adult life that i mean they they did a good job but um <laughs> there were like groups so so they had us all kind of in these like 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 lines going i mean it's 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 the the place is like 90 percent like outdoors so everyone's wearing the masks and everyone's like pretty far apart but you're in like lines for the whole thing to like go from one attraction to the next so like guys would who uh who people who like ran everyone there was like dressed up as something mm. so people who like running the next like line for the next attraction they would like be like they they they, they they'd, like break character be like listen you gotta what, what you don't know what six feet is <laughs> and then the people behind us would be like all right whoa 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 okay i'm sorry <laughs> and i was like oh, i guess i guess that's good that they're putting everyone in their place i don't know how long something like this could reasonably stay up because i mean when you think about something like a a fright land or fright fest or whatever the fuck their window for doing the entire job or whatever is very small it's like you get like maybe september october november and that's kind of it like there's no other time for for one of those things like i don't know what they do in like the off season but now it's november 1st so if they're not almost done the clock is ticking yeah so like i said I had a good time. Um, I think, like I said, everyone was relatively good and safe and yada, yada, yada. It was all great. But, um, yeah, it was uh, definitely definitely a trip. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm probably a little too old and definitely too tall and <laughs> lanky and clumsy to actually, like, get the most out of one of those things. But um, if we have fans with, like, like – family or younger people or whatever i would definitely recommend something like that i mean i think it's uh not not a bad not a bad gig you know i was just thinking right now right what are winter activities all right we got the fall activities which is going to the pumpkin patch uh we got end of summer which is a winery 
we got you know summertime which is going to the beach and uh going hiking we got spring which is like weather's nice uh look at the pretty trees go to the park finally uh but what's winter like what do you do in the winter i think winter i think winter is going to be the easiest out of all this covid stuff because we just replace all the masks with just like scarves and like face coverings and stuff that you would normally wear and everyone just goes about their business so if you want to go caroling or fucking do a snowball fight or go sledding or whatever or snowmobiling or ice fishing or something like that you just do what you normally do maybe stand a little further apart and it's the same it's the same thing so i I've think never this is gonna be a pretty it's gonna be a pretty smooth transition and everyone who gets sick they're gonna be getting the cold and the flu and stuff anyway so those yeah, you, you won't those be able to tell general yeah. that's right those already have like general precautions like kind of like set in so i think this is this will probably be the easiest time especially since like a lot of people aren't as inclined to really like go out as much like that being said i'd probably avoid your older <laughs> relatives for the holiday season but i mean otherwise i mean i think everything's pretty much good to go whether people want to abide by all the stuff or not i mean it's i don't think anything will really change too much i mean like more in terms of like how to have fun in the winter time like i i didn't grow up doing any like skiing or snowboarding or anything you know it, snowball fights barely you know but like What's fun in the winter time? You know, I guess this year, you know, if you're if you're inclined to, you can go to a friend's house. Uh, you know, you got turtlenecks, you got drinking hot drinks at a friend's house, uh, hot alcoholic beverages, soup. I don't know. I mean, what are you what are you looking forward to this winter personally? So I have never been. Um, well, I. I I should say this. I, I've I'm not really like a snowboarder guy or like a winter sports guy. Like I don't really ice skate or anything or play hockey or stuff like that or whatever. I went when I was a kid. Um, my parents don't really have like f- fucking like s- skiing like winter club money. But like one time, uh, me and I think my parents and I guess whatever my brother and sisters were doing, they were, they were there too. We went to this like skiing place in Vermont for like a day, like 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 one day trip. And I don't know if they got some type of Groupon or something, but I had a like child's like skiing lesson where they give you some skis and you go out there and some guy kind of how old were you, you by the way? It. Um, probably too old to be considered the child part of it. I was probably maybe. Like fourteen or fifteen, I think. And you're already not, like not, six not exactly foot plus sure. or something at that age. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm 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 pretty much the size I am now. I'm like a giant child trying to do this, but I'm, I mean, I'm just as uncoordinated and just terrible at all that stuff. So they gave me the skis. We go up on the ski lift. Just getting on that thing was like a challenge for me. Like not even I wasn't even comprehending how to even do that. So we go up to this little hill, and what they don't tell you for this specific kind of slope we are at is if it's your first time skiing they make you do it without the the poles so you just have the skis on your feet and you have nothing in your hands what so the reason they do that is because most of your steering and most of your like braking and changing directions and all that stuff that's done with your feet like to slow down you got to like just change like the angle of your skis and to like change directions you just change like where your heels are going and stuff like that and pretty much like they they want you to focus on that aspect of it and then on like maybe like later attempts they'll give you the poles and stuff and use the poles to kind of like 
make navigating and stuff a little bit easier and stuff like that. I, I still don't really know too much about it because, like I said, I only had the one lesson. So my father, for whatever reason, was is, like, really good at skiing. Like, I don't know his history, but, like, he, he's he's never been skiing for my entire life that I've known him. So I don't know when he became this, like, great skier. But as soon as he put skis on, he was just, like, zipping around, like, going down hills, like, racing to get back up and do it again. He was, like, having a great time. So I'm there with him, just, like, complaining that I don't have, like, poles and I don't know how to do it. I keep falling over. So the way they do it in this course we were at was um, I think most of the snow there was, like, real snow. But some of it was, like, this kind of, like, manufactured kind of, like, like, snow that they made with the snow machines. And the way they do it is though they'll they'll put snow machines like all down the hill like where we're supposed to go, and then they'll kind of use like a not like a plow but some type of kind of like plowing mechanism to like keep most of it on like just like focus it on like where you are in the course. So off the course, it's kind of just like a little like drop off, and it's just all all the snow is like a big like powder, and it's kind of like packed in so people can keep skiing. So we go down this one hill. And I'm I'm a little bit ahead of my father, and I'm going down, and I go, it there, there it's like, kind of like this like L or like S type of like turn, and I'm going down, and the part where you're supposed to turn, I don't turn at all, and I just go clear off the course, and like towards like a bunch of trees, and I like fall down, like head first into this like pile of snow. I don't hurt myself, but because I'm wearing these skis. I'm stuck. Like I'm like a turtle without a shell. Like I can't move at all. So I can't like get my head out of the snow. So I'm like flailing around, like panicking, like a child. And my dad comes like zipping in. No problem. He's like, Hey, what are you doing? Stop fooling around. And he just like picks me up, grabs me. We go down. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. I don't understand what rich white kids get out of this. This is awful. I hate it. (laughs) We just like, all right, well, that's a good, that's a good day. Have some hot chocolate, go home, whatever. And that's kind of the extent of my snowing, snow sports whatever knowledge most of what i do is um i just like watch a lot of football um i try to enjoy some of the late fall and winter cuisine like turkeys and hams and stuff like that i mean i don't really do too much different like i'll 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 try to see if i can get in like an indoor gym play basketball or I, i i get a lot of running done during the winter just because i i run pretty hot naturally so i can kinda i do pretty well when it's cold out so mm. I, I I like cardio wise, I'm usually at my best in the winter just because I, I, I'm not like constantly like sweating and going crazy. I can just I, I can I'm OK with like being cold for five minutes because then I'll just be hot once I start running. Yeah. So that I mean, that's always good for me. I mean, otherwise I'm slipping and sliding and breaking my face on the ice just like everybody else. But um, I don't know why. Do you, do you have any specific plans and stuff you want to do? I mean, I don't know. This winter, I think I'm I'm just gonna be hanging out at home. Uh, if I have any friends, uh, well, yeah, I told you this month later. It's basically winter, but it's not winter yet. It's still fall. I'm gonna be uh, going to Maine. Um, but yeah, for after in December, I guess I'm gonna be home, uh, spending time with my family, uh, maybe seeing some friends, um, conditions uh, allowing, and uh, that's about it. But yeah, on uh, the whole growing up thing, like, and I didn't didn't really do winter sports either. Did more, um, 
I just did shoveling. like basketball and stuff mostly. But basketball you could do all, all year round. It just happened in the winter more often. Did you ever shovel, like go around and shovel your neighbor's house for money as a kid? <laughs> I thought you said juggling for a second. Like, I didn't know that was a... Not juggling, no. shoveling. <laughs> shoveling, yes. I, I, I would do a lot of shoveling. Um, I My my neighbor, at well, my, my, my parents, like next door neighbor, is like a very old man. So anytime it was... Uh, snowy outside i'd have to go like shovel his uh yeah walk out in his driveway and all like the street around it and stuff like that and then uh i would just do like my parents house and then just people like around the street and stuff like that i never like re- went around door to door to like do it for money i was never that much of a go-getter but i i, I would <laughs> every time it snowed I, just being the oldest kid i would just always be the guy out having a shovel with my dad pretty much i remember i had like a group of friends these brazilian kids and in wintertime, we would go and we would shovel people's houses in, like, high school. And I remember one, one winter or one day from shoveling, I had made over, like, $200. It's definitely over $100. I think it was 200 something dollars. And, you know, when you're a high school student, that's, like, a lot of money. And I'm like, oh, shit, I made so much money. So I, I went to Applebee's with friends. But, uh... Yeah, man. I don't know. I, today, if I had made $200, you know, from shoveling strenuous work the whole day, I'd be like, yeah, that, that fucking sucks, man. Would not enjoy it. I, maybe I would go to Applebee's considering that it's very cheap. But, yeah, I wouldn't be happy with $200. One day, there were these kids, right? And they had kind of a similar idea that you had. And they were like, well, it's snowing outside. Maybe we can go make some money. Uh, let's go walk around town and see if we can, uh, you know, ask people for, uh, to shovel for some pay, you know, maybe get five, 10 bucks out of it per house, whatever we got to do. I don't know what the going rate is now. So they mostly just go to people they know to start with, and then they see if they can start branching out. They go to this one house where their parents told them not to go. They went to this old lady's house. Her name was Mrs. Norris. And their parents told them not to go there because she's normally very nice, but she's been very, distraught lately because her her late husband just kind of disappeared like a week or so ago and he was very up in his age he's he's very elderly too and they thought that oh well she's kind of going crazy and she's looking for him she's putting up flyers everywhere but i don't know it's been very cold lately up where they lived and they're like yeah wherever he is he's probably dead or he froze to death somewhere or whatever he's just he's gone whatever but she just kind of turned crazy. But they're like, you know what? She lives on this really kind of big property, and we'll, we'll we'll go see if we can just shovel anyways. Even if we don't make any money, we'll try to be nice to her. So they go knock on the door, and Mrs. Norris answers, and she says, what can I do for you kids? I don't know how to do her voice. But they're like, hey, Mrs. Norris, uh, we've been going around house to house, seeing if we can shovel out people's property. I don't know. People have been missing you, but you're you got so much snow. I don't know how you can get out of the house. She's like, Oh, I've been snowed in for a little while, so I don't know what to do, but if you guys can help me, that would be great. So they're like, Yeah, absolutely. They didn't even think about money or anything. So they go to try to start shoveling and shoveling and shoveling. And it's a like it's like backbreaking work. There's like five or six of them, but they start going in there. Like, this is really packed in. This is people her her driveway's been really neglected. Like, you, they can't even find where it is. They haven't even hit the pavement yet. And it started out with, like, five of them, and then the snow kind of picked up. And they're like, all right, we're probably going to have to call some friends or something. So the one guy, 
he looks around and he's like, wait, there, now there's only four of us. That's kind of weird. Then the snow picks up a little more and they're still shoveling and shoveling. I'm like, oh, fuck that guy. He's, he's being lazy. And then he looks around again and it's just three of them. I'm like, all right, well, I don't even know if we're going to be able to get this thing done if we, if we don't finish now because the snow's still coming down. I don't even know if we're making any progress. Maybe we can go home and get some like buckets of salt or something like that. And then the snow's picking up, the snow's picking up. And then he looks around and now it's just two of them. It's just him and his buddy who we started with. So he tells the guy, he's like, hey, listen, man, don't, don't fucking leave me. I got to finish this, at least get this lady walkway to her car to help her out. Her, her husband's going a little crazy. And he's like, yeah, man, don't worry about it. I'll be here. So they're shoveling and they're shoveling. And then the snow fall kind of just stops. And he's like, oh, thank God this is over. Maybe we can go back and get some big bags of salt or something like that. See if we can at least try to melt it a little bit. He turns around and his friend's gone. It's just him there. Then he's like, well, this is bullshit. Whatever. If she pays me anything, I'm taking all the money for myself. Fuck these guys. So there's like a big snow bank right where near her car is. So she's like, all right, well, I don't know if I'm going to even be able to put a dent in that. But if I can at least kind of move it a little bit. Or, or maybe just kind of like make a little gap for her. She can get into her car and we can come back maybe tomorrow and do the rest. So he starts shoveling and shoveling and shoveling. And then he hears a big thunk and he hits something with his shovel. And then he kind of scoops it up. And it feels, doesn't feel like a piece of metal or like any type of, I don't know, it feels hard and wet. And I, he, he kind of recognizes the feel of his shovel, but he didn't know what it is. So he drops the shovel, kind of gets on his hands and knees, starts kind of like digging with his hands. And then he reaches in, and it's a guy's face. It's Mrs. Norris's husband. And he doesn't, he doesn't remember Mrs. Norris's husband's name, but he keeps digging. He's like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to call the cops. And then he, he keeps digging, and he finds another face. And it's another old man. And both of these old men are running for president in the new election. And it's very upsetting to a lot of people about which old man wins the election because they're probably both on death's door right now. And he doesn't want to tell Mrs. Norris because she's going to take one look at him and she's not doing well. Oh, dang, my fucking cats are scratching at the door. (laughs) Shit, man. That's. I'm sorry. I've been drinking beers all day. I'm, I'm a little. That's a very uh, <laughs> spooky story, man. I I made it my mission to single-handedly attack my fridge and make room for more beers by getting rid of all the beers we have. And I I don't know where I wanted that story to go, but I, I'm I'm feeling very spooky today. How many How many beers are you in? Um. So it was a case of 36, and then I had a bunch of. These like white claw type seltzer things. There's like two cases of those, so it's probably another twenty four. So we're looking at like what is that, like fifty, sixty, something like that? Wait. Uh I'm asking how many you drank today, by the way. How many did you drink today? Oh today? I uh, well we did some cleaning afterwards, so I don't know where all the empties are. So I think I I don't well, I, I kinda woke up late today, so I'm 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 gonna be staying up all night to edit the show. So I will tell you that number maybe tomorrow morning when I when I figure it out. But as as of right now, we're 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 not doing too too bad. We're we're only about maybe like ten or twelve. Ten or twelve but, beers um, in. Okay. I'm I'm trying to stay hydrating. They say so hydration is the key. You're not to good to COVID. drive right now. Oh, I haven't left the house all day. 
All right. I, I have accomplished nothing. No, no. no. This is um, like the last night of my quote unquote vacation. And all I've had to do is like watch football and like work on grad school stuff. So that being said, I'm probably gonna have to go back and proofread a lot of my grad school homework now that I think about it. But otherwise, I mean, pretty productive day. Um, you know, I'm just uh, feeling good about it. You know, yeah, I got a pack, man. Yo, honestly, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you this even outside the, <laughs> the recording session, but what restaurants should I hit up in Wilmington? Because we're gonna, probably gonna need to find places to eat. Um, so I would go. I don't know a lot of like Wilmington specific. Actually, you you could go pretty much anywhere on the riverfront. There's like a bunch of cool restaurants over there. Um, and in terms of other stuff, like you can go to like Charlie Square for some type of like pseudo nightlife where there's some like. Nice, like, bars and stuff in the area. You can go and grab a quick drink and uh, see how the other half lives, you know, the Delawareans. Well, I mean, I'm not, like, a big Wilmington guy. I uh, When I moved here, I was in more, like, the Newark area, so I've been going to a lot of, like, University of Delaware-specific uh, oh, okay. <laughs> like bars and stuff in that area. And, I mean, it's 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 it's... Very different to like Jersey nightlife, so I'm not going to really compare the two. But oh, it's not bad. Like like I said, I, m- most of the people I, you, know, you meet out here are very very nice, very uh, good meaning people. And uh, I mean, I'll pro- I'm probably should have you over at my house tomorrow, anyways. We're just going to start up yeah, drinking we'll that see. way and we'll figure out what to do because um, I got work like Wednesday night. So for the whole election and everything, I'm going to be it's pretty much crunch time. I got I got class. Uh, tomorrow and then we're gonna figure it out okay yeah i'll see but, if i uh, can uh i can sneak out while we're on yeah. while we're on the topic of the election do you have any predictions or do you want to make some type of bet on the outcome or a bet on what happens after whatever the outcome is okay the safest bet is chaos um you saw that walmart had uh basically said all right no more guns in walmart and then the that next day they were every, like, that doesn't mean anything. The next they, day they, they were they like, we got their minds guns. On that. They, yeah. No, they changed their mind. But that's the whole. I'm talking about the fact that they say no more guns in Walmart, and they said actually we're going to have guns in Walmart. What's that going to do for gun buyers? You know, back uh, after the Las Vegas shooting, I was interviewing a uh, gun owner, uh, gun shop owners, and they said, yeah, the biggest, the hottest product that they were selling were bump stocks because everybody anticipated uh, bump stocks being sold. Uh, being being banned, yeah. Some type of like civil war, which I think is a little. So now, <laughs> so now I'm saying like, yeah, like you had a huge, uh, you had like lines outside the gun door, uh, the gun store, um, in the beginning of the pandemic, and now with Walmart saying, yeah, no more guns in Walmart, and then saying, yeah, actually we do have guns in Walmart. I feel like everybody's gonna go to Walmart and buy guy buy guns while they can in walmart well gun sales already like is it like you said like way up just from covid by itself so i don't think people are going to decide today or like decide on the fourth whatever like that's the day i'm getting guns for me and my family like i don't know i i i don't know too much about armed uh (laughs) riots or uh militias or anything like that but i will say that (laughs) no matter who wins it's probably going to be the same type of crazy debauchery because, like, I think the election, I don't know who's going to win the election, but I think it's close enough that, and, like, polarizing enough that no matter who wins, it's going to be just absolute chaos. Oh, yeah, to your, about, to your point about to your point betting, 
I think the safest bet is going to be chaos. It's going to be a messy outcome either way. Yeah, I mean, so how, how can we make this interesting? Do you want to pick a side tentatively of like who you think is going to win? Not like who you're rooting for or not who you want to win, but like who, if you if you were to guess right now, who would win? Then what do you, what do you, what do you think is probably the more likely outcome? I think like Biden is going to get my my idea here is that Bi- Biden is definitely going to win the popular vote. If you were to ask me now, a year ago I would have I would have thought differently, but now based on like how everybody like a lot of mail in voting, the number of mail in voting, I think he's going to win the popular vote. But I think election night Trump, I mean, which based on his statements, he's going to be like, well, we're going to see who's winning on election night, and we're going to call it from there. And there might be. I don't know what's that. What that's going to mean for counting of mail-in ballots. So I had a friend of the show, Ben, who was on previous episodes. Yeah, uh, have a little quick like snippet kind of interview with me. It, it it wasn't long. It was it was maybe like twenty minutes, something like that. We we're just talking about stuff before we like sat down and played video games, pretty much. But um, he was saying that the number of the like mail-in votes already is it's, i don't know if, i don't I don't remember what he said he said maybe something like 70 million or something like that and the total voting for like 2016 was like uh like 130 million so yeah. we're already at more than like half the numbers for the last election and it's not even election day so yeah. part of that you contribute to covid like more people are, are doing the mail in thing but part of that could just as easily just be like more people participating so without counting any i would say that this is probably going to be one of the closest or at least most competitive elections, like numbers wise that we've seen in like many years. So definitely going to be a huge turnout. Like I said, um, I was telling him that me voting is really going to depend on my ability to like get in to like the polling places. Cause like I, I have stuff to do on the actual day of the election. So if I can't find a time to like sneak in and try to like cast a vote, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. So yeah. it's, um, like I said, I, I don't anticipate anything like absolutely crazy, but this is going to be a, a fun, fun week. I'll say it's going to be very uh, interesting. So, um, so you're say so, so you're say Biden for sure, probably the popular vote. Yeah. Um, okay. We could do that. We could do that. All right. So, if Biden wins, um, I'll just play. I'll, I'll, I'll just play the other side. I'll just take the. Trump, I guess. So, what happens if Biden wins? How, how do we decide his bet? Is it drinking related? Is it something stupid on the podcast related? How do you want to do it? A bet? <laughs> Not, I don't. I, I want to bet. I want to. I, I didn't I, think I, the election was exciting enough. I didn't think this was interesting enough. Okay, we'll do. Uh, in terms of in terms of twenty twenty, the actual election bet, has been very mild. Say, drinking I, drinking related. We'll do uh, three shots of uh, absinthe in uh, close succession. <laughs> Absinthe. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not necessarily even afraid of taking the absinthe shots. They just taste terrible. They're just really. Well, there you go. Like there's, old. there's the you know the negative part of the bet. They just taste all right, terrible. All right. Is yeah. it? Is it? Is it illegal to vote while drunk? That's. Uh, I is, don't is think. That a, I don't think it's illegal. It's illegal to drive while drunk, and if you're driving to the polls, that would be illegal. If I took some type of Uber or I got dropped off, 
can I can I vote inebriated? Would that affect my judgment? Pre- I, I don't think there's any law that prohibits voting while drunk. We would have heard about it. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'm not saying that's going to change who I vote for, but might make it more like a game. You know, might make it like a <laughs> more of like an event. I, I'll show up in like a suit, like 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 it's like it's an airplane in the fifties. You're real uh, official with it. I'll just, I'll just treat it like it's a you know just a, a very important day. Just, just ask for people, assistance. And, uh, ask for assistance in, in filling out your ballot because you're really drunk. Well, I figure I go in there. And I get into the polling station and I close the little curtain behind me. If I ask for any type of assistance and some lady comes in there with me, she's just going to smell all the alcohol that I've filled a little boat, like booth with just from my breath. And she's like, are you, are you, are you drunk? And I'm like, no, this is just the state of affairs in 2020. And frankly, I'm offended that you would even, <clears throat> that you would even assume that. This is this Mike Cologne. It's uh, Remy Martin Eau de Parfum. It smells yeah, so very much like Remy are, Martin. Apparently, at some of these like early voting places, um, they don't want any type of uh, political affiliation or anything in terms of like clothing or signs or anything like that on the way to the polls. So if you have like signs that say Biden or Trump or anything, or you have like t-shirts that say Biden or Trump or whatever, they'll turn you away at the polls or like make you change your clothes or go back because they don't want any like undue influence. But the idea that somebody would like change their mind like five minutes before, like, Oh, holy shit. That's that guy's got a Biden t-shirt. I should, I should vote for him. Like who who fucking cares? Like what (laughs) at the very last second, who's wearing a shirt or who's like, I don't really think that influences the election that much at all. Like, I'm like, well, I saw I mean, a Biden shirt on the way here. I guess I'm going to vote for Biden. All right. Follow-up question. Who is undecided in November 1st and 2nd and 3rd going into it? Do you, th- you think anyone's making up their mind in line? I feel it's, it's like, like the, same, the same people who, like, are late for work because they couldn't decide what shirt to wear that morning. Like, they're probably just generally, you know, indecisive people. Right, right. My uh, my parents aren't super um, politically. I, I wouldn't say they're not politically minded because they're they're both like educated people. They both know what's going on in politics, but we just don't really talk about it too much in my family, or at least we didn't um, while I was still living in New Jersey at home. So I remember during one uh, election, my parents uh, voted for like opposite candidates. And they didn't even know until like dinner. And my dad was trying to explain the election to like my younger siblings. And uh, he was like, all right, so for example, I voted for so-and-so. And my mom's like, oh, I voted for the other person. He's like, what? And they didn't even have uh, an argument about like the actual politician. He's like, I didn't even know you were voting for this one the whole time. He's like, oh, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I think my mom made the decision like, I don't know that day or whatever, or like she had one of her like sisters tell her, and she's just like, "All right, well, I guess I'll vote for them." And I guess my whole family's like vote was just like canceled out because they couldn't uh, they, they couldn't get it together as a unit, which, was, which I thought was pretty funny. Damn. But um, I don't know now nowadays my uh, my younger siblings are like fresh out of college, so they're like very politically. I wouldn't say active because I don't really do anything, but they're very uh, opinionated about politics. 
So anytime I go home, they're constantly like just arguing with my dad about about, about anything that like Trump says or Biden says or anyone on the news. They'll just like take it out of my dad and like my my dad isn't my my, my dad's like just retired now, so he's like pretty much checked out in terms of all that stuff. So like, he he just says things to get them mad to, to like make himself laugh now. And I think that's the best possible political stance to have is just to. <laughs> just make people mad for no reason and just kind of just not be invested at all. I think that's, I mean, it's it's probably a very privileged position, but I think it's fantastic. Yeah, you know, when you're when you've uh, you've already won the game, you're out of the game. You can laugh at what's going on. You know. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> what you think about all? There, I mean, there's people going to the polls tomorrow who are in like their 90s, and even if you take out all like the oh, they're a big COVID risk or whatever, they shouldn't be voting in person. The fact that they're voting at all. Is like, all right. Well, they're 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 playing a game that might they might not even be a part of in a couple of days. Like, never mind. Yeah, the they won't be there for the result of their choice. You could literally. So there are a lot of people. It's probably who the are same like, guy who's like, "Oh, I saw someone wearing a Biden T-shirt. I'm just going to vote for Biden because of the T-shirt." <laughs> just they got like dementia. Some like batty old ladies like, "Oh, Biden." That was right, a sign. It was a vote. sign from God that this guy was wearing a T-shirt on the way to the polls. So yeah. I will vote. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's a lot of people who don't want older people to be like as politically active, whatever. Maybe that's a demographic, I, like the sign from God demographic. demographic. Most it's of the like, people <laughs> that oh, explains no, this, why you this, shouldn't this wear a fact. T-shirt most on the way people, to the poll. Yeah, yeah. Most of the people that vote are older. They're they're like either people like nearing retirement age or pretty close to it and they make up most of the voting population oh no i meant defense i meant like the sign from god demographic like people who will vote for a a candidate because they saw him on a t-shirt oh of course every every candidate whether it's trump or biden they have to like even if they're not like overtly religious they have to go out of their way to appeal to like older christian people because those are the majority of every voter so yeah yeah it, it makes sense but like I said, in their in the defense of the old people, the candidates themselves are also in their seventies. So it's not like they're voting for like a young person and then just checking out. They're voting for like their peers. Like this yeah, is, it's true. These are this is like if if all right. So you you and I have known each other since what like fourth grade. If yeah. you decide to just get it together one day in like your seventies or your eighties, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to run for office. I'll be damned if someone comes to stop me from like voting for you. I'm like. Ah, <laughs> I know Alex in seventh grade. I voted for him in the middle school election of 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 of, of, of the class president of our eighth grade class. I'm I'm definitely going to vote for him for president now, regardless of any type of political affiliation or if you turned into like a Nazi or some crazy guy. Like I'm 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 just going to vote you for for you because I know you. So this oh, this could course, be. I mean, yeah. they, Tr- Trump and Biden could personally know a lot of these voters that are in their 70s and 80s. So this is not out of the question, you know? Yeah. Think about this. So, like in the future, you know, if we're if someone runs for president who grew up like who's in, in our age group. Right. And they went through the 2020 pandemic. Right. They were alive for, you know, what happened. Right. And then there's another guy much younger who didn't experience that. Then, of course, we probably feel a lot more closer to the person who experienced the same hardships as us or went through the same historical events yeah i mean even even some type of like secondhand knowledge like that is very valuable i mean we had we have presidents that like went to war we have presidents that survived like the depression (laughs) i guess the, the these two candidates specifically were born in the 40s so they're born during like world war ii so i mean this is 
a lot of stuff is like very relevant to them in terms of like where they stood and all that. I mean, I'm sure not for uh, like Trump and Biden and all that. I mean, Trump was, I guess, very wealthy in, in his youth and Biden has been like politically active since, I don't know, like the 80s. So, they, so they've, they w- they've kind of been out of out of touch with a lot of people for a while. But that being said, like is, these are important questions. I mean, it's not just, I mean, young people are definitely the most vocal because they have like a better grasp of like social media and stuff like that. But old people still have the numbers until people, until, until COVID takes them all out, you know? So, you know, so they were born be. to like, I don't know, they were born in like the, they really just went through the post-World War II era, you know? And yeah, I don't know. I just keep thinking of the the saying: uh, "Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. And then hard times create right. stark, and, strong men." You know the the cycle. Right, 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 right. So I don't know. Maybe maybe our generation is the weak man that will create the hard times to. <laughs> bring bring the next generation of strong men out to come. Oh no, them. these <laughs> are the hard times. We are we are the strong oh, men the going times. going through the hard times right now. <laughs> this these hard yeah, times I mean, are if, making if, us only stronger. If you say we're strong men, I'll I'll believe you. I mean, we are. We're we're, we're the generation of people that just we're we're have been underemployed for <laughs> our entire lives. We're gonna kind of figure it out. I mean, our, our world is still being run by our parents' generation and their parents' generation, so yeah. it's it's very it's very interesting to see like what's even gonna be left for us in in a few years. When I mean that that's that's to say if these people even die, because with, with the way medicine and healthcare is going, I mean, once we figure out COVID, we could just stop people from dying eventually. That, that's gonna be a thing where just the old generation just never leaves us. Like <laughs> one day, that's gonna be a real real thing like just there's no medical need for people to die anymore yeah like and i keep thinking of the term old you people know, are just gonna hold it over our heads forever i keep thinking of the term like a uh, dictatorship of the proletariat but what if it's like dictatorship of the boomertariat and the boomers like due to like the technological advances are able to live forever and they establish this like practical dictatorship and that all positions of power are held by the boomers listen that's pretty much how it is now think about like uh, Vladimir Putin's been in charge for like twenty years. Uh, the 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 CCP's been in charge for a long time. Like I think that those people just dying of old age is like the best weapon that the rest of the younger generations even have. Like it's just the only thing we have is just time. Like hopefully, like oh, like the clock runs out and the old evil bad guys all die off. And then we can kind of figure it out on our own. Like that's that's pretty much the only thing that's worked because there's no type of aging that's how, like you ever seen like uh, I guess the new thing now is people were like questioning Mitch McConnell for some like unknown kind of like medical thing he has going on. Like his hands are like purple and black for some reason. I don't even know what that's from. But he's like, no, no, I'm fine. My they, my hands are always this color. And they're just like <laughs> shriveled up now, and it's really dark. And like, say what you want about his politics, but I don't. He's he's coming to work every day. He's he's raring to go with just like these like deformed like Dementor hands from Harry Potter like coming in. Oh my God. And I don't I don't even think that's a symptom of COVID. So it's got to be something else. It's got to be like I don't know, like leprosy some other or something. New. He's like patient zero for like the new old man disease. So old man disease. Really, <laughs> It's. I mean, all 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 diseases are really just old man diseases if you think about it. That's, yeah. that's, that's pretty much. <laughs> that, that's kind of it, you know. But I don't know, man. I think uh, at the very least, we're gonna have a lot to drink about in the next few days. So 
when you get here, um, I will help us get a head start on that part, and we will figure out what to make of this whole debacle. I, I think the next time we record, there's going to be potentially a new president if if the uh, election is not actively being contested or the votes are actually counted. So I think the next time we get on the mic, we're going to have a new commander-in-chief or a recurring uh, second-term commander-in-chief. That, that's that's going to be it. Or a recount. Or I, I, I'm almost positive that no matter who wins, there's going to be a ton of recounts. Oh yeah, like I think I think Florida is just going to get just lost in the mail. Like the entire state of Florida is just not going to figure it out. Um, all the swing states are just going to burst into flames. I think this is the end times. I think this is where um, the dead rise, and we have to fight off the zombies. And whoever clears the rubble is going to be the new president, and they can tell us about masks and healthcare and um you know just general cool stuff yeah so this, i was this election telling, is gonna determine when and how to wear a mask that's what it's really about well, well liberal people will tell you that this is the most important election in all of human history since friggin hammurabi and that if you don't actively vote now for their guy then the 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 sulfur will rise up from the earth and swallow up the country and conservatives will tell you that everything right now is so great we need this right now immediately for another four years and if we don't get this exact leader and administration for the next four years then once again sulfur will rise up and swallow the country and we'll be plunged into darkness that is joe biden so it really depends on who you ask but it, it, apparently the stakes have never been higher. No one, no one's told me this, but it's a, it, this is very important. I, I've been watching football all day, and literally every other commercial is either for Trump or for Biden or for some random like Pennsylvania congressman or senator or whatever. Because I guess that's like geographically like the closest to me or like my cable provider. Yeah. So <laughs> that's all the ads I'm getting right now. And both sides will tell you that this is. The end of the world. So I'm inclined yeah, to believe him. Maybe I mean, they're not wrong. Maybe it is the end of the world. Well, maybe. regardless of an election, <laughs> I mean, it, things aren't great. So like, even if the election was next year, we're still in COVID. We're still have murder hornets. We still have just, just a terrible financial crisis going on. So like, let's say there are no riots and there's no protests and there's no one contesting the election and November 4th, and third, whatever goes as follows, and everything's good. And no matter who the president is, everything's decided and wrapped up in January. We're still going to have all those problems. We're still going to have COVID. We're still going to have a big, uh, like financial, like recession going on. We're still have a lot of unemployment. We're still, I mean, nothing's going to be solved overnight. So the, the people thinking that, like, oh my God, we just need Biden in here for a day, and then everything will go back to the way it was. Like, no, of course not. The same thing with like the Trump people. Like, oh my God, things are amazing right now. If only. If only we had more Trump, right? Like it's it it doesn't make sense. So on a separate I election think- issue, I wanted to bring up that um, New Jersey has the what's it called on the back of the ballots. There's the question on whether you want weed to be legalized in New Jersey, and I think it'd be really interesting to see what's going to happen to New Jersey if weed is legalized, because then all the New Yorkers will stop talking shit. And be like, yeah, actually, we are going to Jersey because that's where legal weed is. And uh, yeah, 
New Jersey will elevate and New Yorkers will well, shut up about New Jersey. Well, I'm sure, as you know, as a former New Yorker, that most New Yorkers are just people from New Jersey pretending to live in New York and they actually take the train home to New Jersey and have been kind of playing some type of uh, charade to, uh, <laughs> to, 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 just to avoid paying rent. I'm kind of convinced that nobody actually lives in New York City. It's just they're all from Jersey. My and then they come favorite, over here in the morning. My they get favorite thing is, is fucking New Jersey people going to different countries. And when people ask them, where are you from? They say, I'm from New York because nobody knows where New Jersey is. Oh, yeah, I'm from New York City. And like, no, you're not. You're from fucking Morristown, New Jersey. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so my... <laughs> So I guess when all these uh, protests and everything were going on, my I guess my sister was like very active on like Twitter, basically just like saying like crazy like political stuff and like just make, making my dad angry and like and all this stuff. But on her on her Twitter for the location, it just says New York metropolitan area. I'm like, that's the biggest lie you've told on this thing. There's no just just say New Jersey. It's okay to be from New Jersey. It's not a big problem that you're not literally from new york city and I, I i think just people just gravitate toward new york so much like they want to come here they want to pay 17 dollars for a cup of coffee they want to talk shit about jersey like new york is fine <laughs> i mean it's 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 fine i'm great good job new york you win you're the coolest city ever you're the best i'm just imagining your- like a bunch of like foreign people dreaming about going to work in New York just so they could pay shitloads of money for coffee and talk shit about New Jersey. I feel like talking that's, shit that's about really New Jersey the, is part of the experience. That's it's kind of a requirement because that's all you can do when you're from New York. Like, there's a bunch of cool like bars and stuff. There's a great like night scene. There's cool restaurants and stuff like that. But everything in New York is so expensive, you can't really do any of that stuff. Like, you can't afford rent for something bigger than a shoebox you can't afford to have your own bathroom you can't afford to have a car or a parking space so laundry what does man. it do but no to, fucking washing well, machines in your house you you go you go to a bodega you buy one of those little like ham and cheese things that they make for you in the morning and then you talk shit about new jersey until it's time to go to work then you go to work then you come out and then you talk more shit about jersey then you go home probably to new jersey you know like that's what people do yeah, you know, they just go to the laundromat because they don't have any washing machines in their house. And they're like, oh, look, imagine living in New Jersey surrounded by these poors. <laughs> <laughs> look you at those idiots. New Jersey those New Jersey poors who have washing machines and dryers right, in their house. Right. So to all those uh, New Yorkers that are just so prideful and uppity and just really just loving that New York is a thing and Jersey is close to it but not as great, congratulations. You win. New York is the greatest city ever. You have the cleanest subway. You have the least crime in any city in America. You've done it. You have everything is so affordable and amazing there. It's basically like uh, the Emerald City in Wizard of Oz. It's 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 beautiful. There's a bunch of small little people running around. Um, they're really afraid of the Wicked Witch of the West. You know, it just it's just the best city. It's so great. Everything's awesome there. Yeah, um, Ubers don't cost ninety dollars to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, Ubers it's, twenty it's, twenty dollars to go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just uh, just just the idea that you would want to get into a car in New York is you fool, you idiot! How dare you? Like it's 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 stupid. It's stupid. I mean, like New York is cool if you want to go there for like a day or like a weekend, or you want to 
go get some drinks and meet some friends there, which, which I think is great where we live or, or where you live and where I used to live, which is like, okay, you can pay New Jersey prices or fairly expensive New Jersey prices and then go to New York for whenever you want. And then after that, you go home back to civilization and you have a little bit less pollution, probably about, it's probably pretty close, but it's just a little bit less than New York. And you're not having homeless people cough into your mouth. And I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much the American dream. So people who shit on Jersey, you're missing out. But like I said, I'm pretty convinced that nobody actually lives in New York. They all technically live in New Jersey and they just kind of been faking it every day. You know, I'm going to clarify my opinion just for, for the New York friends who are listening. I love New York and I love you and I love New York because of the cool people in New York, you know, it's fun. And Going out in New York, well, honestly. Even, even your even your like friends all move to New York from somewhere, so they know what it's like to just live in a real place. But no, I'll, like... I'll, I'll tell you something though. Honestly, if you go out in Hoboken, Hoboken is like a meaner, lamer version of New York. It's basically I everybody disagree. everybody who studied finance or went to Rutgers, New Brunswick, or did both going to Hoboken, and it's just run by all the frat <laughs> How people. How dare you, sir? It's frat people. It's all these frat boys. Wearing a suit and tie. By the way, the Hoboken How uniform, Hoboken uniform, is an untucked dress shirt, jeans, possibly designer. I feel personally attacked. And dress shoes. I feel shoes. personally attacked. Every single guy going attacked. out in Hoboken, dress shirt, Rude. jeans, and dress shoes. That's there what I'm go. wearing now. Rude. Rude. <laughs> listen, listen. I I think Hoboken is fantastic. It's it's like uh, it's not Bud Light. It's New York Light. It's it's they they condensed all of New York into like seven blocks, uh, at least in terms of like bars and restaurants and stuff. Like you can still get like pretty good sushi. You can still get some like reasonably priced drinks. You can still um, get insulted by bouncers at bars for 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 wearing the wrong pants or some shit. Like you can, there's still racists. It's great. Like there's there's so much <laughs> there's so much garbage in in such a condensed area. It's everything you want from New York. Without having to go to New York, I, I don't see what the issue is. I think it's great. I'll say this: when Hoboken it comes to, is, is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Really, when it comes to going out, I choose New York every time. When it comes to eating food, I I think you know, depending on the place, depending on the mood, depending on you know whatever dinner guest, New Jersey or New York, you know, they, they both got their good places. You know, and uh, when it comes to hiking, honestly. New Jersey. Nature stuff, New Jersey's not bad. New York's got its good stuff too, but that's like upstate and outside of the New York City or, thing. Or, or, if you're in New York and you live in one of these disgusting shoebox apartments with no bathroom and no reasonable public, public transportation or anything you can afford, you could move to Delaware where for a third of that price, you can just buy a house. You can buy an entire house and you can go to a few uh, sleepy bars that kind of close a little bit too early for your liking. You can get a bunch of uh, food that's pretty much available everywhere else. It's like chain places and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you can afford it, and you're not breathing in toxic nonsense. I mean, unless you're talking about, like, the DuPont factories, in which case we're all getting cancer that way. But still, that, that's, that's, the, that's the pain you know. You know, it's, 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 it's safe. You know, for the but, price of money I was paying for rent in New York, I could have I could have financed a new car. 
I'm telling you, you could have bought a house. <laughs> that's Delaware. a down payment, actually. That's a down payment for a house. The amount of money I would have saved. I have oh I have friends who own houses here now, and their mortgage payment is like, I don't know, for for like a uh, like a three bedroom, three bathroom house with like a full basement, uh, backyard, front yard, uh, deck, garage. It's like twelve hundred bucks for like a like a regular mortgage payment. Um, the property taxes are like pretty much almost zero, like super, super low taxes on everything. There's no sales tax. If you go to the store and you want a cup of coffee, it's not going to be seventeen ninety five. And like, it's, it's, I mean, I mean, if you got to live here, which I do, it's pretty reasonable. The people are cool. Um, I mean, that's, that, that's all I got to say about it. So for, I mean, if, if you really need New York, if it really feels like home for you, if you really want to put on Twitter that you're from the New York metropolitan area. By all means, go for it. Knock yourself out. Enjoy it. But if you want to save a little money, be able to have a quality of life that is uh, manageable. I'm not even going to say nice. I'm not even going to say like it's an amazing thing. If you want something manageable that you can afford uh, that isn't partially underground in Chinatown, because that's the only thing that you can, that makes sense, then I would say <laughs> welcome to Delaware. We'd love to have you. I mean, I wouldn't love to have you, but just just anywhere else outside of my immediate area please go go ahead but i don't know man uh how do you feel about this one are you are you pumped for the election are you pumped for christmas and halloween and the holiday season that's uh approaching very fast oh yeah i'm uh pretty excited as you can tell that's good man that's good well uh on that note i think i said pretty much everything i need are we missing anything am i forgetting anything fun do we do we have any more uh, uh ghost stories to, to 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 tell the listeners before bed and that's it from me all right well uh that has been midnight climax uh i'm ryan uh this is alex and i'm going to try to edit the show and then proofread my probably drunk homework and then continue drinking but on that note everyone stay safe um don't sneeze on your relatives um in terms of oh, do, do we have anyone on the politically that the podcast can officially endorse? Because I was thinking this year we'd do some type of uh, write-in candidate. Um, I would say the podcast this year will endorse uh, my cat Rambo as president and my other cat Rocky as vice president. Now I would say that um, they're not thirty-five years old or human. So that might hurt them a little bit, but I think they got a real shot. Um, Rocky is in timeout right now for hissing, so he's in a, he's in a cage, uh, meowing at me. And Rambo is licking his own butt. But I think they got a strong platform. I think they're going to be good candidates going forward. Um, I uh, politically, I'd say they're probably independent. If I had to pick a side, Rocky's definitely more conservative, but Rambo. Uh, He's a staunch environmentalist. Uh, he really likes chasing bugs and um, looking at squirrels going outside my house. So keep that in mind, voters. Uh, Rocky and Rambo 2020. Or Ram- I would, Rambo and Rocky. One of them. I want to go out and out. endorse uh, the late, great Fred Rogers. Uh, Mr. Rogers was a man of the neighborhood. And if Mr. The Rogers... De- the dead guy? Yes. If Mr. Rogers... He, he, was, he was also dug up in Mrs. Norris's yard. So yeah. I think uh, he's in there somewhere. 
what I'm saying um, is that if he moved out of the neighborhood, he would definitely say goodbye to his cleaners. He would say goodbye to like all the people in the neighborhood because, you know, he was a man of his neighborhood. That's beautiful. <laughs> or uh, I don't know. Is, is Ralph Nader still running? He's been running since I was like 10. I don't so know, man. It, if, he, if, if, been, if, he's if he's still up for, for a while. He's, 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 he, he ran like three different times as like independent. I think he's the reason why Bush won in like 2004 against uh, Al Gore or 2000. One of them. But all right. Otherwise, uh, I think we're all, we're all we're just about done. Um, if you guys have any uh, recommendations, if you guys want to talk shit to us, if you guys are really opinionated about how bad my ghost stories are, you can shoot us an email at themidnightclimax at gmail.com. You can uh, send us some links for some cool stuff on Twitter at Climax Midnight. Uh, if you're a boomer or you want us to uh, set your grandmothers up with some nice, nice, uh, <laughs> nice new friends, you can follow us on Facebook. Um, oh, we have an Instagram now. I keep forgetting to plug that. Uh, it's like Midnight Climax Podcast. I'm really bad at Instagram. I'm trying to learn how to do it. Um, but otherwise, I, I think that's it. Hit us up on social media. Tell us we're stupid. Uh, if you got some music or anything, send it to the show. Uh, if you have crazy theories, theories about the government, uh, if you think Donald Trump and Joe Biden are both lizard people, let us know. We will be receptive to it. But otherwise, uh, take care, guys. Peace out. Peace out.